0: I know, our minds are a little blowing. Yeah, like, I think we're, <laughs> Jess and I are like, okay, first, when do we make the appointment to come see you? Yeah. Second, how? I'm not waiting till menopause for this. <laughs>
1: no. Hey ladies and welcome back to Herspective and Happy yes. New Year. I know we're new year. almost two weeks in with this our first episode of twenty twenty one, but still happy new year to everybody.
2: And- it's like
0: when you know when you go back to work and then everyone for you know an indefinite amount of time starts off every email like with Happy New Year. Well like at what point in January do you stop saying that?
1: Oh, my God. I literally had a client ask me that. Like, when is it okay to stop saying Happy New Year? So I feel like after a week. Well, have you? Yeah, I've stopped. Totally. But the thing is, when you haven't spoken to someone yet in the new year, I feel like it's just a courteous greeting, like, to say, well, Happy New Year. Well, I used to have
0: a coworker who would do it well into February.
1: I think that's a bit much.
0: Fuck. That's excessive. It's dramatic. We might as well just be saying Merry Christmas still.
1: (laughs) Well, I do need to just say though, because this is my, one of my biggest pet peeves is it is happy new year, not (laughs) happy new years. So listeners, we love you all. But if you are one of those people that say happy new years, please stop. So here's like a little bit of help going into 2022 when we get there, just say happy new year. It is one year. It's not plural. Please, for the love of God. I need everyone to stop doing that because my brain might explode.
0: Yeah, just think about what you're saying. We're not like you know greeting all of the years in all of the world. It's like the single year. It's just one year. It's just the one. You know what? And I don't. I don't even know if I should mention this because it could bring us on a whole new level of tangent. But it's like when people say supposedly, supposedly.
1: <laughs> like what the fuck language are you speaking? Well, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole episode on all the things that people. That's what I mean, there's a plethora say. of things yeah. that make you
0: sound so dumb, and I know I'm probably not even one to talk because I cannot,
1: for the life of me, like get out uh, a saying. Well, ever it's a new year, new you, Jess. Like you're gonna be able to just like. <laughs> you know, get those memes out that you're referring to and you're going to kill it. You're going to ace the first one
0: you try. I appreciate the support. I know you're very wrong about this, but thank you nonetheless. Okay, well, I'm
1: going into 2021 with nothing but positivity, if you haven't noticed. I love it. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, we needed some positivity.
1: Hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas, holidays, whatever you celebrate. Obviously, it probably looked very different for All of you, most of you, I know it did for us, but we really were grateful to be able to have the time to fully disconnect. I mean, we got to really unplug from our devices and like walk away from what would normally be our obligations. And we were like able to spend real time with family and friends and also just spend time doing literally nothing. Like, there were a couple days that I didn't get out of my pajamas. My whole family—we just lazed around like it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed, and I do actually feel really refreshed going into 2020, and like ready for what this year's gonna bring. I think that was kind of like a like a blessing in disguise because even
0: though, of course, Christmas and the holidays were super different, and for some people, like you know, it well for all of us, it was really sad not seeing our families, and it that really sucks. But like you said, we had that time to decompress and. Uh, disconnect and a lot of the times you know and my birthday is on the 28th as I can't squeeze in enough (laughs) but all those days in the Christmas break are like so busy and it's fun and it's amazing but this year was really you know made able to relax so normally I don't really go into the new year feeling like refreshed I feel like almost tired and 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 you know happy tired because it was a lot of fun but totally not relaxed and that's what it was this year which is which is a, a nice change of pace.
1: Yeah, I wasn't as anxious about like going back to work and starting everything anew. However, virtual school did throw a little bit of a wrench into like heading into twenty twenty one like fresh. You know, of course, it's kind of crazy. It's definitely a ride that I'm already ready to get <laughs> off of, and it's only been one week. So um, I know, you've already it's shipped been half your kids out. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's for everybody's benefit, let's be real. I know I know all the other parents out there are just like, What the F is this? Like I know. And honestly, I have to say though, I commend the teachers. I mean, they're doing fantastic. The kids are engaged, they're having fun. So I'm really, really grateful uh for all the teachers that are just like doing their thing and making it work. Adapting I know to it's this not shit. easy on them. Exactly. So all you teachers out there Doing it like thank you, parents of I'm speaking for all the parents, like we appreciate it because literally we can't or couldn't do it without you. So please don't ever leave us, please. (laughs) Well (laughs) I'm not I'm not equipped. I'm not mentally equipped I know, and that's the thing, like
0: I and I always say I like it really does stress me out like imagining what you parents are going through when you're you're homeschooling because even though you chose to have children, none of you were unless you were, but no one's a teacher. And that is a different type of person to want to become a teacher. You know, it's not for everyone. So now here you are having to somehow fucking do that. And like, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not. That's all I have to say. (laughs) It's the most selfish answer, but (laughs) I can't help it. I'm just so (laughs) happy that I don't have to deal with it.
1: Yeah, the second round has been a little bit different um, because obviously they had some time and they understood that this was going to be put into place so there is more of like a structure to the curriculum um than when it kind of happened as an emergency situation the first time so i mean there is more like scheduled classes and all of the teachers that they would normally have had are involved so it it has been a lot better and again like You know, the school boards are doing the best they can. The teachers are. The kids are participating. For the most part, they understand. Even, like, the little ones are, like, you know, sitting there and watching their teachers teach. And, yeah. So, I mean... Just everybody, good job, pat on the back for those that are living in that virtual school world right now because um, it's not easy, but uh, we're all going to get through it and hopefully sooner than later.
0: She's convincing herself of this. And that is
1: exactly like I just have to keep at night. I just like chant to myself. Like, you can do this. It's going to be fine. We're going to get. through."
0: This. Oh, my God. It's so sad.
1: It sucks So much. I told you I. I'm just so
0: happy that I have to do it that I can't even, like, I can only respond with selfish answers. Like, thank God it's you and not me. i'm not a quipper you know me i'd panic and be like
1: ah fuck this you don't need to learn well we we know how you yeah. handle uh high stress yeah. situations you just you just exit you just no i would dip. hope
0: that i have a like supportive co parent for them to pick up the entire bit of slack because i certainly want <laughs> the entire thing all yeah not just help out like do it all
1: <laughs> so yes i mean all that aside i mean there's First week of January has shown us some craziness. Uh our thoughts yeah. and hearts and everything going out to our US friends and family and our guests that we've had. Yeah. I mean, you've had a bit of a Yeah, speaking of craziness. Yeah, crazy <laughs> first week um over there. So we, you know, we're just sending you guys good vibes and you've got some a big change coming soon. So thank God and hopefully that's yeah. going to really trickle down through the world let's be real
0: and hopefully people stop acting a fool down yeah, stop there acting
1: a damn fool y'all okay like <laughs> just
0: stop idiots <laughs>
1: uh but on a more positive note we have some really exciting news of our own to share for 2021 you know, we're starting off the new year with a bang we really are and ladies You could get a real bang out of this. Um, (laughs) I was going to see what you're going to do with that. (laughs) I have to do something. I set it up. I just couldn't pull
0: it off myself. So I was like, okay, let's see what she does. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know me.
1: Uh, So yes, Mm -hmm. very excited to share the news that we have a new product sponsor that has come on board so, we have joined forces, so to speak, with Vitality MD, which is founded by Dr. Sherry Kaplan and her team of medical experts. They focus on women's um, sexual health, well, women's health overall, really. But she specializes in different hormone treatments. Uh, she practices using more. Like standard and typical medicines, and as well as alternative treatments. Um, so mm-hmm. we connected with her, and she's actually our guest on the show today. Which you're gonna love this episode. Oh my god! Like it's it's a good one.
0: Yeah, it was super exciting to really cover a lot of the things that we covered. Mostly, as you will see, because. We were so like in the dark about it and I just think it's a little, it's kind of fucked that this is like what every single woman in the world goes through and for some reason people are not like completely in the know about what to expect or even when they're going through it, what to expect and and by it I mean menopause and and the changes that your body faces as a woman. Yeah. And I did want to just also say that um, Vitality MD also does treat men. Uh, if you have any of these things, but uh, we, we're a female podcast. We focus on the ladies and we want to make sure all y'all are uh, up there and improving your libidos if can.
1: Yeah. So, just to give a little bit of history, um, Vitality MD offers two different types of treatments among many things, but the ones that we are focusing on today is called the O Shot and Viviv. They are two different treatments that help with libido urinary incontinence so as a woman myself that has had a couple children there's a few different symptoms that i've experienced uh post babies and probably just we know
0: about your leaking yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay well like not all the time (laughs) First of all. But let me tell you, know, you if I get a good sneeze on or a good cough, like, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Even a laugh. Sometimes a laugh, a laugh jumping. A I know I'm not alone here. <laughs> so this is going exactly. out to the women that can totally relate. And two of the treatments, as I mentioned, the OSHA and Vive, are designed to help with some of those issues. And obviously, age plays a factor here. So I think, you know, one of the things that and one of the reasons we wanted to talk to dr. dr. Kaplan is because as you said Jess we're in the dark about a lot of stuff about our own bodies our own hormones and the changes that happen at certain points in your life uh, obviously neither of us are near menopause yet but when you get there it's natural that the libido does decrease and even prior to that again after you have children so there is a huge like realm of knowledge that we didn't have and Dr. Sherry really helped us understand it and hopefully she will help you. But more exciting is we are offering you a promotion if you're interested in either the o or the Vaviv. It is a $100 off either treatment with promotional code HERSPECTIVE 100 so you can just go on vitalitymd.com and you can book there you can set up a consultation with uh, the vitality md medical experts we're actually both interested in checking them out oh yeah so once we do thing
0: because the o shot is certainly not just for older women or women that have already had children it is for literally anyone and actually we first heard about it on blake Uh, From Peter and Blake in the mornings Well now in the afternoons But from Flow 93.5 And she went and got it And she's not a mother She's a young woman It's for women that want to improve uh, Their orgasm and their ability to orgasm And that's done with these hormones And you know they strategically inject Throughout the vagina and everything like that um, Which we do get into in this episode as well So ladies And this is something like I haven't had kids yet But I'm certainly interested Why not have an option to have a better orgasm. Even if you are having great orgasms, there's always room for better.
1: Yeah, and Dr. Kaplan really gets into that and explains how it all works and all of the benefits because it's not just the orgasm, but we're not going to give that away because we want you to hear it from the doctor herself. And we are super excited to be able to offer this to any of you listeners that may be interested. And when Jess and I go for our consultation and hopefully get one of the treatments i'm not actually sure which will be right for us because we haven't had our consultations yet we will keep everybody I'm getting posted. the O
0: shot no if ands or buts
1: <laughs> but ladies honestly like there's been things out there for men for like over 25 years we all know about viagra like the horrible commercials and another reason why we wanted to do this episode in particular is because i think you know as women society has kind of just like allowed us to just I, like, think that this is it. You know, I've hit a certain age. I've had children. I'm in menopause, whatever the case is. Oh, my. You're not
0: serving any more use. Who cares about your vagina? It's yeah. done its job. You don't need
1: pleasure anymore. Yeah. Maybe you never had it in the first place, which is like an actual horrible thought but yeah it's It's it's, a sin sin. we want you to know that there is options and there is resources and we want to normalize these conversations because it's absolutely nothing to be embarrassed of you don't have control a lot of the time over the changes that goes on in your body it's hormonal so dr kaplan and her team are here to help remedy that and help you bring back to life and like we're not just talking about sex this is just orgasming overall too like you don't need somebody else for that. All you need is no, just you, honey. So, yeah. We're we're really 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 passionate about this and really excited and we just think it's so important that women do know that there are options and you don't have to live with With a shitty orgasm and a shitty libido.
0: Exactly. So make sure you guys go check out uh, Dr. Sherry Kaplan at VitalityMD.com and go have a consultation and see what works for you and uh, use your coupon code HERSPECTIVE100 to make it all the more affordable. We're doing our little part to help you guys have good orgasms.
1: Yes. (laughs) We'll do what it takes. We want to be the reason that you have good orgasms.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do it for you girls. So today we have Dr. Sherry herself on, and she is, as you mentioned, the medical director and founder of Vitality MD, which is the first physician-run integrative medical lifestyle center offering a personalized approach that is tailored to address patients' unique medical problems using both conventional and alternative treatment options. Say that ten times twice. I mean, ten times fast. <laughs> I suck at things. <laughs> But anyways, no, she, and that's something that we loved about her is that she did have like the real holistic approach. And also, as you mentioned, Laura, how she tests everything on herself, which is super cool. This lady is super stepped up for us girls and, you know, is really helping us out.
1: And she genuinely cares about fellow women and ensuring that the pleasure train doesn't stop after 25 or it doesn't stop after you've had kids. So, I mean, or after you hit menopause exactly keep it going yeah and so seriously take this episode 2021 could be your year of many o's with the o shot or just great orgasms like just everything all around so without further ado dr sherry welcome to the show welcome to the show dr sherry
0: thank you for inviting me thank you for being here we have a lot of really cool things to talk about to start off our podcast in the new year
1: Yes, you're our first episode of 2021. So that's very exciting. And we are thrilled that it's you. And we're thrilled to be talking about what we're going to be talking about today. So first and foremost, let's have you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into the field. And did you always want to be a doctor?
2: Where did you get your start? Um, Okay, so um, yes, I always wanted to be a doctor. Ever like, you know, when people, you know, kids were little, like, what do you want to do? It was want to be a doctor. But then as growing up, you know, there was like, oh, I could be a hairdresser. Oh, I could be an architect. Oh, I could do design. Like, I kind of had a flair for a lot of different things. But, um, you know, the calling to be a doctor uh, was probably the most pronounced and then also my uh, mom was diagnosed with breast cancer late 30s early 40s and died by 44 so that really sort of uh, affected me you know um, I was 19 at the time when she passed away she was like my best friend and um you know so then for from then on like I you know that I want to be a doctor I want to help people kind of thing um and also uh the type of doctor so like uh, my specialty is women's health um i although i do do everything and then i started getting into uh integrative medicine since about 2010 and a lot of people don't really understand what that is um but essentially um it's sort of looking at root causes and how also, at least the way I look at it, is how our environment uh, interacts with our genes and what can we do to upregulate good genes and uh, downregulate the bad stuff. Ooh, so That's fascinating. I don't know what that is. Yeah, so. we are
0: part of that, most people.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's where, you know, so there's not many physicians like me around. Um, so I'm kind of like the MD, naturopath, life coach, environmental medicine, uh holistic all rolled into one I um, love that feel like that's uh, the best kind yeah yeah And, but that's where like my visits like are an hour long and, or, you know, the shortest visits a half an hour. So very different. And Mm -hmm. I was fortunate, uh, when I practiced that, um, you know, my husband made all the money and I did this for fun. So, and then, you know, with time. So what started me on my journey of what I'm doing now was that when I was perimenopausal, I started having all these hormonal issues, like my brain not working, my libido, like it was like a light switch just got turned off and you know I loved my husband but like things changed and my brain wasn't working I was someone who I have to say I was a little brilliant like I was a doctor by the age of 24 Um, you know so I learned something knew something did something you know very quickly and then all of a sudden it was like what did I read or like had to start writing things down so for me that was like a big change And a lot of women don't understand that that's perimenopause and hormonal related. So first, Um, what is
0: perimenopause?
2: So perimenopause is that transition time between regular cycling and stopping. And most people think of it as like two years, maybe five, but it actually may be 12 to 15 years before you're actually in menopause. So perfect example is I didn't stop my periods till I was... Fifty three, fifty four. Um, so, you know, I'm older than that. Um, and, we couldn't uh, tell. Uh, Definitely uh, exactly. Tell. And then in my 40s is like, you know, that story when all of a sudden the light switch got turned off and my brain was like, all of that started, you know, in my early 40s. So it's been a long time. And, um, you know, it kind of first, you know, when I when my patients came in and talked to me about these symptoms, it was like, oh, you're not eat-, like, you know, because weight was a big thing and energy was like oh you're not eating right you're not exercising right you know and the they you know when it started happening to me and I knew I was eating right and exercising right it was like oh must be hormones and then so that started me on the journey because it was also around the same time that the WHI came out the women's health initiative that talked about how hormones increases a woman's risk of breast cancer and the last thing i wanted to do was increase my risk of course um but also i knew the research prior to the whi showing how there was a difference in progesterone versus a progestin and one was very helpful and one wasn't and one definitely increased your risk of breast cancer and so when i stood up in front of a meeting that had you know hundreds and you know uh doctors and sort of said wait a minute weren't there these studies the you know the peppy trial this study and that study showing that natural progesterone was very different than Provera? and uh you know they and i said has there been a study now showing that they're all the same and they were like no and then i went wait a minute but you're telling every family doctor gynecologist that they are and they increase women's risk of breast cancer you know So then that, for me, was like a pivotal moment. It was like, okay, I really need to learn more. And that's what started me to, I went to the U.S., started, you know, taking courses on bioidentical hormones and... That's a whole lecture in itself about why bioidentical hormones are different than regular ones. And people mistake bioidentical as natural. So no, the hormones are still made up and they're synthetic. But when you look under a microscope, they're the same molecule as what we made. And when we replace those, those don't increase the women's risk. I mean, we all have risk when we take anything. So to think that nothing has risk is
1: naive false
2: <laughs> so so there's ways to do it like what to take and ways to do it so it does not increase your woman, your the, a woman's risk of breast cancer.
0: You know what? I think I speak for, um, well, myself and Lauren and probably most listeners right now, you said a lot of things that uh, kind of went over my head and we should unpack just in that one statement. And the first one I wanted to really address was you as a doctor and as a woman were kind of unfamiliar with the the effects or the symptoms of menopause and i just find that a little crazy because i know for sure i am lauren are you uh, do you have Not any idea about menopause all i know
1: is
2: like hot flashes right like that's like yeah, from right. my and, mom. and what, it happens and when you're and that's what older. most women No, and actually, most doctors only think of the stuff related to the gynecology of hormones, right? So, the lack of having a period, uh, the lack of estrogen, um, you know, having hot flashes, night sweats, like you see women breaking out. But there's so much more than that. We actually have receptors for estrogen and progesterone on every cell of our body, not just on our uterus and our breasts, that's in our brain. And so when the hormones start shifting, we have different symptoms. So some women get anxious or, um, you know, um, gaining weight their memory starts going uh sleep is lighter they're peeing more often there's so many shifts that actually happen and libido wasn't one of them
0: right and i just find it weird that we don't talk about this
1: right well that's very psychological and physiological though i think that's something that isn't chatted about a lot is the psychological aspect of it but then also like the
2: libido well the thing is is so estrogen like each hormone um, has an effect on the brain and also a different neurotransmitter. So estrogen is helps with acetylcholine, which has to do with your memory and uh, cognition. And uh, it also relates to serotonin, which is your happy hormone. So women, as that hormone starts dropping or fluctuating, may have problems with mood and memory and executive function to some degree. And progesterone is your natural tranquil, and sleep aid and it's one of the first hormones to start going out of the window so what do what do people notice is that their sleep's interrupted they have lighter sleep they're more anxious they're more irritable and just it's not that they have a prozac deficiency it's they have a progesterone deficiency but again regular medicine doesn't really kind of address those symptoms of perimenopause and often and because they're scared of the whi they They don't appreciate the difference between natural progesterone versus the progestin that they often prescribe.
1: So that's interesting. I feel like I just learned about progesterone and estrogen way more than I ever really realized I knew or didn't know. Um, I've heard those words countless times, but I don't think I've ever understood what purpose they serve. Which
0: is a little ridiculous, don't you think? <laughs>
1: but this is, I, and this is the thing, and this is partly why we wanted to chat because, like, I, th- I feel em- kind of embarrassed to say, but as a woman, like, I don't really know if I know enough about my own body, what happens inside. And what's to come. Yeah, exactly. What is to come as I age? Um, I'm 36. So I'm not like I'm, I'm entering a different phase. So it's kind of crazy that it's just unless you do the research, because it's certainly not something that we're really taught in school, very surface level. So unless you're really like talking to your doctors, doing the research on your own, I don't know how many women are really like fully aware of like all these things or until it's happening exactly like I
0: think but even then the problem is they're not aware that's why it's shocking or they go into it kind of naive kind of you know it's unclear what's going on to their bodies right
2: no there's so much going on and that's why like you know people come and seek me out because they're you know all they know is they're not feeling like themselves and they want to feel good again and so that's where I educate them and help replace their hormones. And I also am a big believer in replacing deficient nutrients. So we're all genetically predisposed to be low on certain nutrients. So whether that's B vitamins, vitamin D or other uh, nutrients, and then you know, it's kind of like, not to equate us to a car, but essentially when you have a brand new car, you know, all the spark, like everything's working properly. The spark plugs, oh, and new. new, and then as time goes on, <laughs> things start breaking down or not working as well. And that's about replacing right. whatever's not working anymore. And it's the same thing in our body. So when we're young, we get away with murder in a sense because we have duplication of services. And then as we age, some of those start falling away and they're not working optimally. And all of a sudden, what do we notice? I'm not feeling the same. My energy's low. I'm gaining weight. My brain's not working. And that's where it's like we're called in to be more straight and narrow, eat better, exercise, replace those things that are not working properly. And a lot of the things I talk about go back to the Krebs cycle, things that we learned in grade 10. What are the nutrients we need for energy and for cells and often that's what I do is I replace those things and boom, people feel better. And who remembers what we learned in grade 10? <laughs> yeah, A, that. Uh, I don't.
1: But also I think it's like we what's not continued in life as you age is like that maintenance conversation mm-hmm. about uh, equating it back to a car is you have to maintain your car. You have to get your oil changes regularly or your car will like stop working properly. But like, what, like you said, when we're young – you don't think about it because everything's working you're feeling good you're feeling great you're looking great you have energy you have a sex drive and then you just don't and you're like well what happened here like I haven't really changed my lifestyle it's just it's just changed so I again going back to the education or lack thereof it's just like understanding like that maintenance and I do think there's a small population and I'm speaking more about North American like populations and cultures that we just aren't like aware of it. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, since you specialize in
2: those areas, is that what kicked off Vitality MD? Yes. So basically it started off with my journey, right? Because here I am, you know, high risk for breast cancer because of my mom not wanting to do hormones, but then realized I wasn't feeling well. I hope to live for a very long time and I needed to know what do I need to do to make myself feel better. And through my education and playing with um, supplements and hormones and and certain tests that aren't conventional and finding out what information we get from them and doing a whole bunch of things with genetics realized that, hey, I can make a shift in people's health by replacing deficient nutrients, balancing hormones, reducing stress, getting people to eat better, um, you know, exercising. So it was sort of like, wow, okay, I can educate people, but then I wanted a place to offer the services. So that's how Vitality came into fruition. It was like, you know, it's a one-stop shop. So like upstairs, we did Pilates, we did dance, we did cooking classes, we had, um, you know, community events. And then the main floor was sort of the medical. And so it was um, me and my team who helped women with the replacing deficient nutrients and hormonally balancing. And then we also did IV therapy. And um, and then we actually got into doing more things to help with women's libido because not only was my goal to help people, but it was like, I really want to help give women their desire back and that ability to have that big O. Um, why that was, I don't know. Because for me, it was something that was important you know because that's an important connection with someone and if like for no reason other than your hormones or your nutrients are off that that went out the window and and back to just the the other piece of vitality so we also work on the aesthetic piece too so we have a beautiful medi spa that you know so it's kind of fixing inside and out so that's how vitality came to be and then for me doing this for about 10 years was now okay let's work on women's libido because with what i was doing before i made women feel better And I do men as well, but women, like I would say, is 80% of my practice. So, you know, I would replace their hormones. I, you know, there's tricks up my sleeve that I can do for women for libido. So, adding in testosterone, I played with oxytocin, DHEA, and you know, got, you know, from here to here, but then it was like, okay, men are so much easier. Like, you know, you give them a little testosterone, a little Viagra. Oh my God, they're happy as can be in like, you know, (laughs) marital disconcord because his is up here and hers is down here. And I wanted to, you know, level off the uh, playing field. And, you know, women didn't have a lot of options. Like they, you know, they use testosterone off label. uh, They, played with DHEA, but it still hasn't come to real market unless a doctor like myself compounds it.
1: All strictly to help
2: with libido or sex drive? Correct. And like they have other benefits too, because I told you every hormone has effect on every cell in the body. So when I give testosterone, it's not just for libido, but it's energy, body composition, memory, um, self-esteem, assertiveness, like there's different pieces. And I feel like I need all of these things. I know.
1: (laughs) Right. Before menopause. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Today. Well,
2: that's where coming in and having hormones assessed and checked out and see how things are. And then so anyways, back to those are the things that I was doing. And even sometimes just restoring a woman's hormones is helpful and making sure the vagina is happy because when it's really dry, you know, sex is painful yeah. and that's not a good thing. And, and the you hormones know, would increase like lubrication lubrication right so sometimes you need like systemic hormones but sometimes you can get away with just local estrogen down there or even testosterone or other hormones actually help with vaginal dryness and rejuvenation so that's a big piece and then you know in the more recent past we've added in uh the O shot and the vive and I am so excited about it because it really has taken, you know, from the, you know, we were down here, got to here, and now we're getting up here. And it's, it's so good, like, you know, and, you know, having a good sex life, or even just a good orgasm, really, like that in itself releases a whole bunch of endorphins and makes you happy, right? So people are happier, like
0: makes a lot of sense it
2: affects other parts of her lives right
1: for sure jess is our resident sex girl like she's all about it she is the queen of having good orgasms and is very uh open about it and feels that it is something that every woman should be having and if you're not like you need to figure it out and i mean again there's like so much to unpack here because we've you've like given us so I much know, info, our minds are a just, little blowing yeah really. i think we're just like, okay first when do we make the appointment to come
2: see you yeah
1: second how i'm not waiting till menopause for this <laughs> no but actually that's one of my questions
2: well actually based so that's on... the good thing is the O shot and the vivive doesn't have to be for when you're menopausal in fact so let's talk a little bit about we're gonna talk about the O shot and we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about the vivive and then who can benefit, right? right? Yeah.
0: So I first saw the O shot from Blake. You gave her the O shot, Blake from flow Three and she's definitely not menopausal. So that means no, young she's people not. can have it too.
2: Right, so anybody can have the O shot. So what the O shot is is basically uh, putting PRP down in the private area. What's so what's PRP? PRP? Yeah, right. don't worry, I, don't <laughs> you're worry ahead of me. Now. She's a PRP pro. PRP <laughs> is plate, platelet rich plasma. So what it is is we do a blood draw and then we spin the spin the serum to get the growth factors and then we're injecting them. So you know, for the vampire facelift, we're injecting yes, it back in the face that. to rejuvenate the face and. And, you know, people inject it into the joints to help with um, arthritis. But essentially, the O-Shot is we're injecting it into the private area. And we strategically put it in different spots to do different things.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, where in the private area? like internal so so
2: basically what we're doing is we're injecting into the clitoris and it ends up the clitoris isn't just the little nub at the top but it actually has legs that goes around the vulva Mm -hmm. and so when i'm filling like not all doctors know how to do this right so when i do the or not me but my team that we are injecting that whole organ Uh, with PRP that's going to help rejuvenate it so it has stem cells growth factors so it's kind of bringing you back to a younger age and then it's also injected under the urethra so it helps with stress urinary incontinence Um, and also depending on dryness and you know some people have um, vestibulitis which is inflammation of the opening of the vagina and, and sex can be very painful or they might have something called lichen sclerosis which is an inflammatory condition that's sometimes precipitated um, in perimenopause and menopause, but sometimes can happen at any age. And again, sex can be uncomfortable. And because we're injecting in that area, it sort of rejuvenates and it helps the immune system in there and it heals lichen sclerosis and the vestibulitis. I have a friend who hasn't had sex in two years because it's uncomfortable and we've done two o-shots now and she's like wow things are rejuvenating and what was really cool about the o-shot is like it obviously helps with vaginal dryness and lubrication and sensitivity but it also increased desire which was beyond me because like why rejuvenating down there should affect up here, but somehow it does, and it also could be, you know, you have better sex, you want it more.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's not hurting or crappy. But, I'm not,
2: but I, but I actually think the desire happened before the better orgasms. So hell, I don't know. I don't know how everything works, but I know that it does. The O shot, you can get away with one, but I would say really, if you want better orgasms and sex and everything you're looking really at two maybe three is the ideal Um, but again like maybe in yourselves like young patients who just want to improve things to take it to the next level one might be sufficient but if you have like the medical condition or minute uh uh you know more hormonal disruption so that's where um you know different uh, clients may need different amounts. So younger people um, probably OSHA. just the
0: one, and then
2: that well, would yeah be... one would would top it up and do a very yeah. nice job, and you know. But again, some women who after having baby have leaking, and they might get like significant benefit with one, but maybe the two or that third down the road really keeps them good and no more leaking. So, well, again, it's kind of like maintenance, right?
1: Like, if you are someone, right? Because we're still
2: aging, chooses, and if you're still yeah. eating shitty and doing other things, like, number one, PRP is best when you're like clean and narrow, right? Because it's your own growth factor. So, if you're sick and you're taking your growth right. factors, you're still going to be better than what you were. But if you are healthy and you know you're eating clean and you're not toxic and whatever, then you're going to have better PRP too. So like Makes there sense. is benefit to doing a wellness program and incorporating the O-shot kind of thing, right? So the more healthy I make, the more you feel better generally, and then your PRP is better and then you better have better outcomes. So that was the O-shot and then there's the Vive. And so the Viviv is a radio frequency device um, that basically also creates more collagen and elastin and it also helps with stress urinary incontinence. In fact, we've seen where it's treated one the patient. And that night they stopped leaking. Like their husband made them laugh and usually they leak when they're laughing or whatever. And they were laughing their head off and no more leaking. And when you say leak, just to clarify, just in case any of our listeners. Stress stress urinary incontinence. So leaking urine. So more like, so when women, you know, a lot of women after having a baby, um, or sometimes just have loose collagen that they, uh, with coughing or sneezing or jumping or whatever, they leak. Yes. Um, so that definitely that happened to me after my second child. It was something we heard that about noble.
1: Lauren's stories.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, so that it would help with that as well. So, both the Oshot and the Viviv, but the Viviv, I would say, is much more effective. But it's like they're all good. And also combining them is really good. And I'll tell you why in a minute. So let's go back to the viviv. So the viviv helps the stress urinary incontinence. It helps with vaginal laxity. So after having a baby, your vagina's changed, right? So things are looser. They're not the way, the same tightness they were. And even women who've had C-sections, if that baby was all the way deep in there, you may still have changes that happened in the vagina. Take notes, um, Jess. And I so know. basically the, vagi- the the, the, with the vivi, it creates that collagen and tightness. And so, no, and it also in because the way we do the vivi we also treat the g-spot area and so it's tightened there and more sensitive because like before having again I'm the guinea pig I try everything out before I decide it's okay to you know yes and we that, thank that you view. for that yeah. um and and the vivi like I never knew what the fuck a g-spot was like you know <laughs> when, when we would say like oh try this position this is good for the g and we're like Yeah, whatever that is. Does nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's like, holy shit. Well, actually,
0: why don't we talk about the G-spot a little bit for people? Because I think how you felt is a very common uh, thing for women where we're not really aware of our G-spot, which, again, is mind-blowing because
1: it's our fucking vaginas. How do we not know? But we don't. Um, So, Well, I think people are – there's two sides of the fence with the G-spot. Some people are like, that's not a thing. It doesn't exist. And then more experts or people that – you know, well, actually, people that know that, that know are like, "Yes, it is," um, and and then, so yeah. it,
2: it definitely exists. Um, <laughs> Thank but again, you. it's really about. Um, so it's a, it's a grouping of nerve endings that kind of have a little mound. And so when you stuck your finger in the vagina, like, and again, it's unfortunate, it's not in the same spot for everybody. Cause mm-hmm. again, anatomy is very different. Um, but if you put your finger in and the vagina wall has rugae like mm, pouching and whatever. And then when you feel it, all of a sudden there's a grouping of them you can and feel you might very distinctly feel a little more like you have to pee when you put your finger over the spot and you think well that's not a good feeling no it's not but <laughs> <laughs> but um but essentially so that's where it is or relative where it is. But again, like because of vaginal laxity or anatomy, that it may not really get stimulated during intercourse, or if it is because it's immature, I don't know what it is. But basically, I can tell you from before to now, it's a huge difference. And so wow, so So you're having uh,
0: G spot orgasms? Perfect. Yeah,
1: thumbs up. <laughs> that's a thumbs up. <laughs> that's a, no words needed, just a and, thumbs up. Yeah, and
0: you know what? I think that that's something important to note because, like we said, um, people don't even know if the G-spot exists, let alone that you can have different types of orgasms, not just from, like, clitoral stimulation, um, right. So, which is a totally different feeling, right? Then, yeah. Than- yeah
2: and and the, also the other thing is with the vive is your partner notices the difference as well because all of a sudden they're going in and they have way more contact and so it's like a win-win for both parties which is only going to benefit your
1: sex Everybody. life and right. yeah bring it. and and we've talked about this on a couple episodes is just like how important is the sex life in a relationship because I think a lot of people get complacent and this is really important in terms of what we're talking about today because when women have a lower libido or their sex drive decreases or they're just not feeling themselves like we've already chatted about it could be though because of hormones and then but I think so many get stuck in this Kind of rut of like, well, that's just part of aging, or that's what happens after yeah. you have kids, or like, that's just my body. Especially and when the physical
0: does accompany it, like, you know, the dryness or the pain or whatever, right?
1: Weight gain, things like no, that. And, and, and you're and, just and- feeling overall
2: crappy, like. Right. So I think, like, you know, because I've been all over, right? So I went through a period where. Uh, you know, my libido was down, and you know, women are very different than men in the first place. Like I think I told you before, is like men, it's like they can have the worst day of their life, get shot in their leg, and still manage to get an erection, and then they actually have to concentrate not to have an orgasm, right? Right. And women were dials and knobs and were complicated, and you know, even if we actually might want to have have sex, but then we're thinking about our laundry list or your husband or. You know, partner did something to piss you off or whatever. We have so many more kill Much joys, more psychological. Right? Yes. And so, you know, so again, so, you know, I went through a period where... I was stressed. I was working like a dog trying to create the clinic um, or whatever was going on in my life. My hormones were low uh, because I was perimenopausal. And, um, you know, so I went through this period where, okay, I don't really feel like it. And I felt so bad. And, you know, my partner still wants to do it. And then it's kind of like, okay, so I don't have desire, but if he initiates, I'm a little more receptive, but then, you know, it's like this fuck, mind fuck that happens yeah. right between a relationship. And then yeah. it's like, okay, what do
0: you do? And then it's like um, cyclical, I think, right? Because the more that it happens, the worse that you feel, the worse that it gets. And then it goes longer. And then- right, and then
2: you want to and be supportive of your partner and your partners both ways, right? But so this is, hey, if we can make everybody... You know with the same menu or desire that's way better right yeah because we had
0: um, a sex coach on and she mentioned you know she she's a therapist so she's not going to say you guys need to break up but she mentioned that when the sex drives are kind of mismatched it's really not a good sign for the future of the relationship um and so and for some reason i just and we talked about it then it doesn't seem to be a priority a lot of the time or like you know something that's noticeable or something that people address right away like the sex drive is off let's figure this out right now it's usually what it that leads to which you know an affair whatever it could be is what that is when they decide to address the situation instead of in advance which could be preventative for worse things happening
2: right but also there's couples who have the same desire that are both low and they're happy within a sexual relationship right like everybody's different so we can't judge we're just giving them opportunities to sort of say would you like to change things there's an opportunity here because i think like you know, when I approached my doctor um, a couple of years ago and sort of said, hey, this is what's happening. Like I got, oh, well, you know, you guys have been together for a really long time. That is kind your doctor of normal, a man or a woman? A woman. And mm. she, you know, whatever. And then, oh, you should need to make date night or, you know, if you want to speak to a sex therapist or something like that. And I'm like, I have no issue with my partner. We have date night all the time. It's something's going yeah. on in my on body. Inside. I need to rejuvenate that. Um, so. <laughs> but that's so Sorry. crazy because that's why we wanted to chat with you. Like, this is the
1: problem. Um, I think for the younger generation, like, you know, we're a little bit more in tune. For women, they're spe- especially more like open about their sexuality and being sexual and enjoying sex and pleasure and all that. But for the generations before that, like it's still kind of taboo. It's a conversation that I think is really awkward for women to have. Um, I don't know if I'd be super open to having that conversation with my doctor even now, who is a male. Great doctor, been my doctor my whole life, but it's just, we're not on the same level. Like we're not, we're from two different worlds essentially. So me talking to you about potential like lack of libido, I don't know if I would feel like this is the right person to talk to. And then you talk to your friends and everyone kind of has that same response where it's like, well, you guys have been together forever or like, oh, yeah, well, you've had kids. Well, that's normal. And I feel like for women, it kind of gets passed off as, well, that's normal. That's what happens. That's what you age. I think if I asked my mom, she would probably say that. Um, I know that she's done some. Yeah. And, and, and also that is expected that's kind of like the status quo for women well yep that's what happens oh well men you don't really have that problem maybe later maybe you'll be unlucky and suffer from erectile dysfunction for whatever reason well there's a pill for that like it's just for us we really want to have that conversation to let people know that there is options and it isn't necessarily quote-unquote normal and and you don't have to settle Yeah, you don't have to just be like, well, I had great sex from in my 20s and 30s. Now I don't. I'm 45, I'm done. No, you got a lot of life to live. I'll just deal with this mediocre sex because that's what I'm supposed to have. Like, so so says society. Um, No, that's not true. And that's the other thing. Like, just because you hit a certain age doesn't mean you all of a sudden are like, well, can't have sex anymore. I've hit this age. Sex does not apply. Like, obviously, women and men Probably mostly want to have sex for as long as they possibly can. Yeah, girls, can. we want you
0: to be having sex well into your and senior years.
1: And <laughs> also, not just sex, like orgasms. Orgasms. Yes, uh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, I should
0: yeah. I should put a disclaimer on that. When I say sex, I only mean orgasms. Like <laughs> all the time, you should always be having orgasms if you're having sex. All of I the think. time. <laughs>
2: And, and so, you know, uh, back to, um, the O-Shot and the v what's really nice about that combination using them together, because one is rejuvenating in a different way than the radio like the O-Shot versus the radio frequency, the O-Shot sensitizes the clitoris and the v sensitizes the G-spot. So, and then it both they both help with dryness. They, you know, the Vivive helps with the vaginal laxity. And even if you really don't still using the treatment, like we have different protocols that we can do different things and still get like such a successful outcome. And also like there's going to be other clinics out there who do O-Shots or the Vivive or other treatments. I think what sets Vitality apart is that, you know, this problem isn't a one you know a one trick pony right it's not just one thing it's really about you know general uh, health and well-being educating replacing deficient nutrients replacing the hormones if appropriate or balancing them because there's tricks on how to balance them without actually giving hormones and then you know doing other things to help that libido and desire and that ability to orgasm
1: But they also, and I don't obviously know about the other clinics that offer these treatments, but you're in the clinic and you have tried everything. So you are someone that people could say like, how does this work? Did it work? How, like, how have you felt? Like, I think that makes a big difference because maybe other clinics, and maybe if I said, hey, doc to my doctor, is this available? I don't know. He could possibly offer it, but he certainly wouldn't have tried it. So, right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he could be like, you know what, this is going to change your life or do wonders. But additionally, with that is, I think people, like your patients, maybe are having success also because if you are feeling like more sexual you feel better in your skin if you're feeling sexy Mm -hmm. you feel more confident it's obviously such a huge like multi-beneficial treatment because it isn't just about the sex or the orgasming it's about like your overall like now I feel like myself again I feel good I'm I feel desirable I feel desire like that's something that women struggle with period just feeling Correct. good about themselves and, and know that if that the you want step... to layer
2: in that stress urinary incontinence yeah. like how much that affects people's self-esteem and it's like oh my god like you know to fix that in itself with forget about the orgasm piece like that is huge
0: just not so peeing. like as a benefit <laughs> like i'm gonna
2: fix that and that so
0: You know, I think the first step is awareness. The first step is reaching out. So even just the fact that they have an option or someone to talk to um, where they could potentially get help, I think is a huge step and and a huge like little bit of of a boost for your self-esteem, like at least having options. Otherwise, they sit there feeling really helpless like this is it. This is my life and I'm going to pee whenever I laugh and never going to have an orgasm again. And like that fucking sucks.
1: Well, also then your partner, so two things there. Your partner would be like, okay, I'm not pleasing you anymore. Like, if you are, you know, with someone, that obviously is going to, again, put, you know, stress on the relationship. Because I think for, you know, if you have a good partner, they're going to feel like, crappy or feel like they're not doing the job and then it's like or do you not are you not attracted to me are you not do you not feel sexy with me or whatever the case may be and so now two people are feeling like just blah about the idea of sex and then the other thing is we talked about urinary incontinence I find it interesting that you know on any given channel, there's pads, there's diapers, there's things for women um to deal with that. And oh, look how discreet this one is, and it has flowers on it. Like that is not the shit I want to see when I'm getting to that age. That is not going to make talk me feel about sexy. Prevention
0: instead. Yes, of, you know. Why are we not it?
1: having O shot commercials? Like, and Dr. Cherry, yours is the only thing. Like that's how we learned about it because of your yeah. commercial, right, on the radio. And so why are like let's have those commercials out there? Let's let have you on TV being like, Uh, this is what you need. So you don't have to worry about the diapers. The stupid diapers. Oh my God. But then you flick, again, any given channel, Viagra, Cialis, all the things. That's not like taboo. That's right in your face. You're having erectile dysfunction.
0: Yeah, don't worry, buddy. We got you. But for women, we're still living in the taboo. We're still living in the stigma. um, And I think that there's so much that's psychological about this. Like we're supposed to just you know, deal with it. We're supposed to just uh, accept, or we're supposed to just step up and like still please. And the guys can just have a little pill and it's all good. But there's just so much that's not talked about. And especially in class,
2: No, it's true. And then, like, we're at the twenty fifth anniversary of Viagra being uh, released, right? And like, how many drugs are on the market for women? Uh, There's like two now on the market. One is that you have to take it every single day, and then there's risk of dizziness, fainting, and feeling unwell. Uh, To to get (laughs) one more satisfying sexual experience in a month. I mean, that's not great. And then the other one's an injectable, but can also have side effects. And again, isn't always a home run. So, and I'm sorry, and that injectable one's still not available in Canada.
0: So we and have there you go. only the O shot option, basically. <laughs> and we're lucky for it.
1: <laughs> right. And is that something that is only offered at like specific clinics like is there
2: you know well I think it's basically whether a doctor chooses to have an interest in it and then so there's a lot of doctors who learn how to do the O-Shot that aren't necessarily familiar with the women's anatomy and hopefully their training is sufficient to do it. Right. I mean, I'm a women's health specialist. I've looked at a lot of vaginas (laughs) (laughs) and I know what to do. And so does my staff who who are doing it. But that's kind of scary
1: to think about it though, even if it is. No, like I have like,
2: there's a pain specialist offering, you know, G spot or I mean the O shot and whatever, and with no real women's health um you know training um so uh, there's you know plastic people like you know there's different doctors doing it so when you're doing your research you want to go to someone who really appreciates the anatomy of a woman's vagina because getting the shot in the right place is really important um and someone who has a track record you know for helping women Yeah,
1: well, absolutely. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't want to walk into any old clinic and be like, I want the OSHA. And they're like, well, okay. And they may not really know what that is. And I don't, I'm not, certainly not putting down the medical professionals because thank God for all of you. But in, at the same time, you are just human too, right? And um, I mean, I've never seen one single thing in my doctor's office, any pamphlets, anything So most
2: regular docs aren't in it. So it's usually either someone who may be doing Botox and filler might know more about the O-Shot because they're familiar with... Even if they don't offer it, it should still be something that is available
1: to read about. Even for
2: myself, like I've known about the O-Shot for 10 years and I've had colleagues in the U.S. say, oh, you should do the O-Shot, you should be trained, you know, da-da-da. And for me, I wasn't comfortable yet uh, to do it, you know. And again, I was working on these other pieces, kind of putting the bricks and mortar together so that people felt better before doing the O-Shot. And then, you know, it was like, okay, I've done that really well now. Now let's start with the next level.
1: So where did it come from? Like
2: So so there's this Dr. Charles Runnell, who is the, you know, the one who trademarked the O-Shot. Um, so PRP isn't new. It's been known for a long time, but he happened to be the one who trademarked the O-Shot and the P-Shot, which is for guys, and also the vampire facelift. So right. he was more about the... You know, actually, if you read his book, it was on his girlfriend who sort of like, hey, why don't you put it down there and let's see what happens. So she really should have gotten me. The- oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I'm she should have gotten the credit. <laughs> she should have gotten the credit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's him. And then he sort of uh, offers training and, you know
1: is he out of the US or European? He's out of the
2: U- He's out of the US, correct? Yes.
1: And so you have been offering this for how long now?
2: We've been offering it in the clinic since about January. Oh, so, so it's year. pretty so, recent. So, so, yeah, so it's about a year, but we've, you know, we've even through COVID, we've done well. Um, I bet people
0: were still lining up for it. Are you finding that you're really busy giving them?
2: uh, Well, again, so part of it was we started the commercials. We started getting really busy. COVID hit and then it sort of quieted down and then the commercial started again and then people started coming back in. Um, And then it's really word of mouth, right? Because once you've feel good and better about something that's when you tell start telling your friends and your friends and your friends right well sure. absolutely
1: so, and I think that's this is and so I haven't great. done any
2: commercials for the Viviv yet but that should be coming out but yeah I think the Vivi is also a phenomenal uh tool and using them together is a home run and as my commercial goes turn that oh into, oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And I love that you did the commercials because like I said, I wouldn't have even known about it until I, heard, and I, I had heard it and heard it. And then one day it kind of just like registered. And I was like, okay, what is this? Because I need to know more about it. And then Jess and I had chat about it and she said she saw you um uh, or with heard Blake. it on the lake from 93.5. Well, 5. she did like
0: all of her stories. So she, you
1: know. Yeah, I saw.
0: the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, which I was like, this is freaking amazing. I love this idea. And, and then, of course, Lauren heard about it and we're like, yes, we need to talk to you about this. Yes. <laughs> and we were
1: hoping that you'd be willing to do the show, which you were. And that's so awesome. But you're right with the word of mouth. Because if I was someone to get it and then I had friends that. We were having conversations about, you know, like, yeah, I'm just not really like feeling it or whatever, like things are changing and even if they are having orgasms, it's just that desire is not to do with their partner either. It's just blah, like it's just not there. So I think even if this episode helped one person Go and get the O-Shot or at least go and talk to you and see what their options are. I mean, job well done for all of us. Yeah, for sure. This is the point of this conversation is just like there are resources. There are options. There's tons of information.
2: There's Dr. Sherry. At vitalitymd.com, 1769 Avenue Road. We have people coming from all over coming to see us and we are COVID, you know, safe. Uh, We all wear masks, you're screened ahead of time, people's temperatures are done. So even during lockdown, because it is a medical um, thing that we are treating, we are open. Amazing. And when we did
1: – we chatted before this call, um, but you had said that some of the conditions that the OSHA treats can be considered medical because we were talking about how since erectile dysfunction is like an actual known medical condition –
2: well, so, so is women with low desire. So it, there's a, a abbreviations, HSDD, hyposexual desire disorder. So it's a medical condition. Um, so that's for when you lack the desire, and then there's also the inability to orgasm. Like So we have all that, and stress urinary incontinence is a medical condition. Vestibulitis is a medical condition. Lichen sclerosis is a medical condition. Vaginal laxity. So all of those fit as medical conditions, and we're treating a medical problem. I don't want to really make it a problem, other you know, because you know, because when we have something in our head, it makes it more worse. But like, yeah, there's things that we can do to help women. And just like erectile dysfunction is a medical problem that is not just one problem either, right? Like there's reasons why men have erectile dysfunction. It could be psychological, it could be vascular, um, you know, there's medication induced. So there's a whole bunch of different reasons. And the same thing for women why do we have low desire or the inability to orgasm? There's, again, could be psychological, hormonal, nutrient deficiencies, um, anatomy issues, inflammation. I I don't mind
0: maybe calling it a problem only for the sole fact that people can under, and women can understand that this is not something just to settle with. Like this is something that you should change. You do not have to you know, settle for having a shitty sex life or something that is under your standards. Like, like you said, some people are okay with having, you know, asexual lives and that's fine. That's good. But if you don't want that, then you can change it. So is as, as people know that this is like considered a, you know, a medical problem, then they will, maybe that will help people be like, okay, you know what I do, this is, I do not have to live with this. I don't have to settle right. and I can change
1: all those conditions that you've listed i have heard of maybe one of them um and i think you know some women probably have a lot of those symptoms or have are experiencing those issues with those problems and maybe don't know that that there's a name for it like again i think we are also kind of conditioned to believe like that just happens as a woman as you age as your body changes after kids like you just are kind of told that yeah these things can happen oh well like you know, either you'll, it'll go away or... It is deal what with it, it is it. now. Or you can get some diapers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like... There's always the diapers. There's <laughs> so always the diapers. Um, or some of the other options that you suggested or rec- not recommended, um, but mentioned are like the injection that isn't necessarily great or... available. That they take every day. Or available. That's also <laughs> kind of problematic. So I think just listing those out is really important too because... Ladies, if you have any of these symptoms or, you know, you're experiencing some
2: of these things, this or might not just be... Or in mind for later. Yeah, a it, bit it younger, might not... But... And it may not be something for you, but now that you know about it and a friend starts talking to you and says, oh, I'm suffering from this, then you can sort of say, oh... Did you know that there's Did you know? You
0: probably didn't know. And, uh, you know, Lauren and I talk about this literally every single episode. We are – like our curriculums in school are just so limited. We – there's – everything we talk about with our guests on the show we think should be taught in school. And and these things are – it's our body. It's like a normal process, menopause and things and changes. I know. But
2: you know what? The, the truth is, if you weren't in that headspace, you may not remember it or even think That's about true. it, right? So it's kind of yeah, when they mentioned you start it. going through or realizing, wow, yeah, I don't know. But that. I also,
0: when you're going through it when you're 45 or 50 or whatever, like, I, I don't even know. Um, do you remember? So it starts
2: as early as 38, honey. <laughs> oh, well, <no>. still.
0: So, <laughs> do you remember sorry Laura um do you remember what you like studied in school 20 years 25 years ago that's the thing right we're not like it's not maintained the knowledge throughout or maybe
1: Dr. Sherry does but we certainly don't Jess no
0: yeah yeah I I think you know but we definitely just don't know this stuff so um any little bit of awareness and education is uh, you know we're laughing now that this is so much better than before this episode Um, but also
1: technology is advancing so quickly and all these different options becoming available are happening more and more. And obviously the older generations wouldn't know even if it was something that was available because it's just, it wasn't talked about. It isn't talked about often. And like my mom's generation, like she, like I think she's just started some hormone treatments um, not that long ago. And to be honest, I don't, I'm not actually sure what it is that she's trying to treat, but it's like a cream and I don't even know enough about it to even really talk about it. But like, that's, that's it. But I don't think, I think that if her generation knew that these were options, like earlier on, a lot more women would be happier, (laughs) more satisfied, have, have just different experiences. So this is, this is generational, this conversation. Like we want everybody to know that, Pretty much at any stage, there are some options. And you know,
0: you know, sorry, Laura, but in two years you might be facing this. So
1: <laughs> it's good. Well, to be I've a already bit decided prepared. I'm going to go see Dr. Sherry in the new year. Anyway, I just want to have that conversation. Yeah. I want to have that consultation. I want to understand, you know, a little bit more about my personal yeah. hormones and could I benefit from any yeah, of menopause these or procedures. not? And, exactly. oh, my God, I'm not so, ready like, for you to get menopause like, yet. again,
2: anybody who's just, you know, has had a baby, their vagina is different. And sex, I remember after my second or my third child that, like, I couldn't orgasm for six months. And it was like, oh, my God, like, what the, right? So, you know, some some of it came back. But then, you know, and then on top of that had hormonal issues later. And so, yeah, young girls. Problems, unfortunately, can happen at any age.
0: Yeah, hormones uh, are, are a lifelong situation. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, because we also see a lot of women with uh, polycystic ovaries who uh, hormonally aren't balanced and have a lot of est- uh, sometimes high estrogen, but mostly high uh, testosterone and side effects because of that. And believe it or not, even though they have high testosterone, they don't necessarily have good libidos either.
1: Interesting. I actually know someone with uh, that condition so i wonder if they even know that there is something other than you know i think you should they tell have them medication yeah so i will tell them but i mean this conversation was so informative and yeah. like my brain is exploding right now and i'm i cannot wait to come into the we'll
0: be seeing you soon you. dr sherry
2: and like i said uh you know ask me anything i can give you more information well you're someone i would feel comfortable to talk about
1: all of those Yeah, you're knowledgeable. With. And you're You're a woman, woman, and
2: you've tried it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you've
0: tried it. Um, So why don't you tell people where they can find you if they have questions for you?
2: Sure. So again, uh, Dr. Sherry Kaplan at VitalityMD. The uh, website is VitalityMD.com. You can phone us at 416-792-1100 or email us at info at VitalityMD.com. And are you on social media? Uh, yeah, so um, Vitality MD Tour, I believe. So we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Um, so there's a lot of places for you to find out. I have tons of podcasts on the YouTube channel.
1: Great. So we'll link all so that in our uh, information on the episode as well. And as always, you can follow us at Perspective Underscore Podcast on Instagram and. Again, thank you so much, Dr. Sherry. This was just awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.